Hey everyone, Tom here, back with yet another episode of Alf Metallica. Today I'm going to be flying solo, I'm going to be looking into, you know, another one of these mole hills of minutia that I like to do with Metallica. I know we need to do a Some Kind of Monster episode, I still haven't done that. I know we need to do S&M 2 and review the whole DVD release, but... I don't know, low-key, I kind of find these things a little more interesting, you know, think of the episodes we've done where we've looked at uh, Metallica books, or the boys' appearances on other records, who could forget Kirk on the Spawn soundtrack, which which we'll actually get to later, or Lars indulging his uh, dubstep affectations, or indeed James on that NASCAR compilation CD doing Driving Rain with Government Mules, so yeah, today... We're going to be speaking about Metallica's TV and soundtrack appearances. So this isn't them being themselves live on TV, award shows, or, you know, live performances, Jay Leno, that sort of stuff. More when their music has been used in media. And, of course, a band of Metallica's size, of their heft, they are on so many things. And this isn't in any way attempted to be a comprehensive catalogue of every single thing, uh, you know, Metallica has appeared on. Rather, I'm going through the IMDb page, or I've gone through the IMDb page, checked out what they were on, you know, what year it was, found out any information I could. Sometimes they're on, like, weird, obscure Irish camcorder documentaries where you're like, is this the right whiskey in the jar? And then other ones, it's like, oh, cool, you know, Metallica are in The Sopranos, or, you know, Metallica or in various documentaries that you didn't even realise, and stuff that, you know, I've certainly been making a list alongside my list of stuff I need to watch afterwards. So, this is going to be one of these rambling list episodes, like the ones I mentioned before, where I'm going to go through a whole bunch of stuff, some of the stuff I know a bit about, some of the stuff I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants, you know, and we'll just see what happens. So just before I get to the list, uh, of course, follow the show at MetallicaPod, get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com, if you want to hop on the show and discuss something, you know, um... When we did a year and a half in the life, uh, you know, that was uh, just someone who got in touch. And, you know, that's how I basically, uh, you know, set out my nets here of um, future guests. And if you've got any feedback on the show or anything like that, best to direct your queries there. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back to the show, of course, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Five-star review would be greatly appreciated. You can also uh, pay me if you really like the show. Head over to Patreon and you get access to episodes like this, you know, weeks, maybe even months before they drop on the main feed that's your premium pay-per-view you can also find us on youtube now we're back on youtube the original channel was taken down annoyingly but because i had rob kellis on the tpd uh, youtube star hopefully you've listened to that episode because i had him on and he's such a youtube guru i thought good excuse to reboot the channel i'm not going to put everything on there that was on there so all the kind of alphabetical song reviews are going to stay on itunes stay on spotify that sort of stuff but the compilations and interviews with Ray and the top tens and stuff like that and Fleming and any of the big interviews really with the authors, they're going to go on the YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny actually because just as I was prepping this episode, there was some fairly big news about Metallica and soundtracks. They're prepping a version of Nothing Else Matters for the new Disney movie Jungle Cruise. 
apparently Lars had said that it's kind of an interesting morph because it's kind of, and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's a very unusual morph that it's kind of an arrangement of Nothing Else Matters that we're playing. We wrote the song, but the director took the song and rearranged it to something specific in the film. And obviously I'm not going to give any of that away, but when they took the song and made a version of it, I think that's all that should be said. So um, yeah, they're going to be in Jungle Cruise for some reason. I guess I guess why the hell not? All right, and let's get on to the first thing, which is by a band called Green Jello, um, although it's actually spelled J-E-L-L-Y with an umlaut over the Y. They're an American comedy rock band formed in 1981. They're originally called Green Jello, as spelt the original way, but they had to change the name due to legal pressure from Kraft Foods, who are the owner of the Jello trademark. And despite the spelling difference, the new name and the old name are pronounced identically. They uh, apparently been described as a kind of fusion of heavy metal and punk rock, known for their sophomoric humor, theatrical performances, and intentionally crude musicianship. They have had hundreds of members during the band's existence, with vocalist Bill Manspeaker the only consistent member throughout. So when Metallica comes in, I hear you say, well, in their song Electric Harley House of Love, in brackets there, uh, Enter Sandman is ripped off quite blatantly, but it's an homage, and I actually mention Metallica in the lyrics after they do, so Sandman is playing underneath the solo, uh, the bass and rim guitars in the solo sections play essentially identical to my ears to Sandman and even though the band had mentioned it they were forced to remove that part uh, from the later CD versions of Serial Killer and pull the music video from MTV so you know way before Napster the band weren't adverse to punching with their copyrights and their copylefts and making sure that no one was stealing their intellectual property let's listen to that song As you can see, uh, they used Enter Sandman, but they did mention Metallica. They weren't trying to get away with it. Green Jello clearly are one of those bands that, you know, they're they're a bit like the Bonzo Dog Doodah band, uh, if anyone's a fan of them. You know, they're kind of playing with these conventions rather than just being out-and-out plagiarists. Uh, next up is Beavis and Butthead, the legendary MTV show, the cartoon show, Mike Judge. Uh, I've not m- watched too much of it, to be honest with you, and I do find the humour a little idiotic and annoying, but that sort of seems the point, and People who aren't familiar with Beavers and Butthead, they're these kind of these burnout high school stoners uh, that kind of chuckle and, and, and grimace mindlessly. And I didn't really realize the purpose of the show until doing research for this. I thought it was like an out and out animated sitcom of sorts, you know. But no, uh, like Mike Judge will explore later on in his career, but uh, no, it wasn't really. It's um, They kind of commentate on the music. It's like your very own reaction vids of the early 90s. So, very cool that Metallica are in this. Obviously, one of them, Beavis and or Butthead, I can't quite remember, wear a Metallica shirt as well. And uh, in the episode Madame Blavatsky, which is a reference to the, uh, the old uh, theosophy uh, kind of quote-unquote pseudo-scientist who influenced a lot of poets like Yeats and stuff like that. She was she was a huge figure, um, uh, and also politically correct, which is an episode that features one. So let's listen to them talking about one. Mm-hmm. 
the song sucks, but it gets cool later. <laughs> yeah. It starts going. Da -da -da -da. Darkness! Imprisoning me! I cannot live! I cannot die! Shut up, Beavis! <laughs> You're beginning to piss me off. Lars is cool. You mean that dude on that, uh, that Adam family? <laughs> You're thinking of Lurch, dumbass. <laughs> Lars could kick Lurch's butt. Yeah, he could kick Cousin It's butt, too. <laughs> Does Cousin It have a butt? Yeah. <laughs> Vidgrid follows. This is a very intriguing thing that I couldn't find much info of, and again, I know a lot of these things I'm going to reference, a lot of you is kind of going to spark something in the dark recesses of your mind, so if there's any additional information, you can please get in touch, metallicapod.com. So this was a, a video game, uh, but literally like uh, kind of using videos, music videos in a game. So this is the information that I got. It was an FMV Scramble Squares game where MTV videos play in a scramble grid. Solve these live-action Scramble Squares puzzles to watch the videos. The bands whose famous music videos are featured in the game include Aerosmith's Crazy, GNR, Hendrix, Metallica, Ozzy Osbourne, Peter Gabriel, Red Chili Peppers, Soundgarden, Van Halen. The game was apparently part of a series of VidGrid games, uh, including an animated VidGrid game for kids and a VidGrid game with country music, etc. VidGrid game is quite difficult to say. And I went on eBay and there is a empty case, no game or manual available. And it looks like it was on the Atari Jaguar CD. Uh, couldn't find any YouTube vids or anything like that for this. But uh, yeah, VidGrid. Interesting. Lots of wrestling is going to be mentioned on this episode, by the way. Uh, I'm not, like, a giant wrestling fan. Like, I think I mentioned this to Clint Wells when we did our Instagram Live. I'm, I'm the sort of person who... I just like knowing the cultural history of things. Like, it's not important for me to like them. So I've watched a lot of what culture wrestling stuff about wrestling, and I know a little bit. And um, uh, Mickey Rourke's The Wrestler is one of my favorite films, and that certainly kind of softened me to the whole enterprise. I don't dislike wrestling. It's just kind of not really my bag, you know. Um, so, but yeah, what I was saying to Clint was, like, I just kind of felt the same way about Black Crows. Like, I was learning loads about Black Crows history just because I found it really interesting. But the music, I found a little bit monotonous. Although, they, you know, I'm kind of softening on them. Like, there's some pretty good albums Free Snakes, Amorica, that sort of stuff. Anyway, let's not talk about Black Crows, although there is a Black Crows podcast out there that I listened to and really enjoyed. But uh, word to those guys, I think it's called like Amorica Radio or something like that. Anyway, ECW, Hardcore Heaven, 1994, Enter Sandman was used, and I believe there was someone called Sandman who wrestled, and this was his song. And here's a clip from a little further in the future, 1999, to give you an idea of what that might have sounded like in the ring. And if we're talking wrestlers and their songs, as I mentioned, The Wrestler, I, I prefer Randy Ram and Sweet Child of Mine. 
1996, this is the first time Metallica actually authorised their music to be used in a film, and these guys will be no strangers to you if you've seen some kind of monster. This was Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills, directed by Joe Berlinger and Bruce Sanofsky. This is about the trials of the West Memphis Free, which were three teenage youths accused of the May 93 murders and sexual mutilation of three prepubescent boys as part of an alleged... as part of an alleged... Ah, as part of an alleged satanic ritual in West Memphis. The film used the music of Metallica instead of an original soundtrack, and as I said, it was the first time the band had actually authorised the music to be used in a film, and this created the relationship that then led on to some kind of monster. This is the first of three films uh, that the two guys did on this case, and Metallica's music features in all three. Uh, this film is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've actually seen it myself, definitely need to watch it. But let's listen to some of the trailer. From the makers of Brothers Keeper, comes another compelling real-life journey into the heart of America. The police in West Memphis, Arkansas, confirmed today that three young boys were brutally murdered. The bodies were pulled from a shallow creek earlier today. There are rumors that the boys may have been sexually mutilated. Christopher never hurt anybody. He had a gentle, loving, and giving heart. And they crucified him in those woods. And they humiliated his little body. I can't imagine what was going through Michael's mind. What were they doing to him? How was he? Calling for me? He was really being killed by real monsters. Now I'll get further on into the 90s, ECW again, barely legal TV special used Enter Sandman. 97 also had, you know, one of the earliest comic book movies, Spawn. And it had this kind of rock meets techno soundtrack. So it has For Whom the Bell Tolls remixed by DJ Spooky. Uh, it also sees Kirk teaming up with Electronic Wizards Orbital for a rocked out version of the Orbital song Satan, which is something that I mentioned in one of the episodes that I uh, referenced before where I talked about the guys appearing on other records. Uh, Satan was actually featured during the opening credits of the movie as well. Metallica released the Bells remix uh, on the Memory Remains single and retitled it For Whom the Bell Tolls Haven't Heard It Yet mix. And despite the different names and song lengths, the former being about four seconds long, the two are actually the same. Uh, Spawn was directed by Mark A's Dippe, I'm, I'm pronouncing that definitely wrong, who started with Spawn, that was his first film. And he has had a lot of regular work looking on IMDb, but it looks like it's mostly direct-to-DVD Garfield sequels. And something that came out recently called the Michael Jackson Halloween special, which... Uh, Let's hear some of uh, DJ Spooky's remix. More ECW, 97, as good as it gets. More Sandman, obviously, as well. 98, this is intriguing. Homicide, Life on the Street. So I am a giant David Simon fanboy. Uh, I think The Wire is, you know, well, here's an original opinion. I think it's one of the greatest TV shows ever made. I think it's a complete masterpiece. I love Generation Kill by him as well. Um, Treme, I think, is fantastic. I think that's one of the all-time most underrated HBO, I mean, TV shows in general, but certainly HBO shows. And so different and so novelistic and so 
just just you know bravely character based there's no real narrative it's more just about you know all these different people in New Orleans you know in the uh, in the in the Treme district in the ward uh, putting their lives back together over after Katrina and there's such great music in that as well so I'm a huge David Simon fan, and when I first got into The Wire many years ago, like I started reading his books, and um, Homicide, A Year on the Killing Streets from 91, was a book that you know was a big influence on The Wire, and kind of th- it was where he was a reporter at the Baltimore Sun, embedded with the newspaper, and um, you know a lot of the characters from that feed into that show, and of course they also feed into the straight-up adaption, uh, Homicide, Life on the Street, which I've never really watched. I know it's quite highly regarded as kind of an analog to NYPD Blue in Baltimore. But uh, yeah, in the episode Full Court Press, Ate My Bitch, that's from season six, episode 18. Uh, doing a bit of research on Homicide Life on the Street as well, because it went for many, many years, very popular show. Uh, typically, well-known actors made guest appearances in fully cast roles, uh, central to the episode in which they appeared. Apparently, Robin Williams portrayed a grieving widower and father in season two's Bop Gun, and Steve Buscemi played a suspected gunman in the third season Endgame. Now, next up, this could be a mistake, uh, because uh, some of this stuff on IMDb, you know, so they're like, oh, Metallica appears, and they play this song called Fire and it's like well I don't even know what that could be you know sometimes they might say it's song damage and it's like what is it ink or case okay they play that and you know a lot of these things I just can't look up or I don't really have the patience to kind of scroll through and so this is an Egyptian film directed by Ashraf Fami called El Cattle El Laziz and I mean this could be a mistake that Metallica feature on this but uh, the plot is a famous lawyer takes the case for a wealthy businesswoman charged with murder she discovers that the woman is a victim of a gang's plot and decides to stand by her and defend her the real killer attempts to destroy her life and her daughter the university student so yeah apparently Metallica (laughs) feature in that film I mean it doesn't really seem likely to me and I'm sure it doesn't to you either but, uh, but yeah that's on the list next up is something that I can confirm is fully real this is an Oliver Stone film, 1999's Any Given Sunday. You know, you Yanks love the, love the gridiron. I mean, has anyone read Jason Aaron's Southern Bastards, which is all about kind of, you know, small town football and just a wonderful piece of work, that graphic novel. And yeah, Motor Breath is in this film. And it's not just like most of this stuff is not just in the background. It actually becomes, you know, a little bit of the, the scene itself. So let's have a listen. Following this is XPW Hardcore Conception. Uh, every hardcore wrestling fan's prayers are answered as XPW launched its debut home video. Former ECW superstars Big Dick Dudley and Missy Hyatt head out west in search of swimming pools and movie stars. Pools of blood and horror movies are more like it. So yeah, wherever I may roam is on this VHS video. Um, following this was something that I had heard of, actually, and I'm sure kind of fans of more cultish comedy in the US would have also been aware of Heat Vision and Jack. So this was a pilot that Dan Harmon co-created of uh, Community and Rick and Morty and 
that fucked up video of him fucking that baby, uh, uh, that fame, that cloth. Uh, he co-created this, and it's kind of a Knight Rider spoof, uh, an astronaut on the run with special powers and his talking motorcycle must deal with a malevolent artificial life form that's possessing people and turning them into dust. So Jack Black's in this, Ben Stiller figures in this, I think Owen Wilson's in it as well. It's on YouTube, the whole pilot. I clicked through it a few minutes ago. I'm definitely going to watch the whole thing later. And King Nothing is in that. 2000 takes us to MI2, and we know what songs on that, I Disappear. Also in 2000, we have Paradise Lost, the sequel, Revelations, and there's tons of Metallica in this one, with uh, Messrs. Sanofsky and Berlinger. We have Sanitarium, Cthulhu, Unforgiven 1 and 2, My Friend of Misery, Nothing Else Matters, Fixer, Poor Twisted Me, The Outlaw Torn. Now, next up was a film that I watched many years ago and is related to what I was saying before about The Wrestler. So when I watched The Wrestler, saw it in the cinemas, came out in 2008, saw it with my dad, so I would have been 16. In fact, I might have been 17, it might have been early 2009 because it was the Oscar run. But I just, I mean, I still adore the movie, but, you know, I was just, I, hadn't, I just loved Mickey Rourke as well. Hadn't really seen much of Mickey Rourke's work. I remember he was coming out in Iron Man 2 as the villain, uh, as Whiplash. Oh, yeah, he's called Whiplash in that. Uh, he's not great in that. But I was like, oh, Mickey Rourke. I want to watch Mickey Rourke movies. So I discovered this film through Rotten called The Pledge. And I, I was really into Prestige at the time as well. And, you know, anyone that knows Prestige, The, the Pledge is one of the free parts of the, uh, of the magic trick. Directed by Sean Penn, Jack Nicholson in the lead role. It's kind of a cliched story but really well told about you know the cop who finally retires from the force but there's one case that draws him back and uh it's of a, a girl who's been kidnapped a small child and mickey rook's only in the film briefly i think he only has one scene in the prison just kind of crying over his own child that's perhaps taken by the same serial killer but um yeah uh helen mirren's in it aaron eckhart's in it i think robin penn's in it as well and uh poor twisted me is also in the film don't recall that. I mean, I only saw the film once, like 15 years ago or something like that. Well, not that long ago, but a while ago. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Poor Twisted Me's in there. More wrestling now. WCW Monday Nitro had Seek and Destroy uh, used quite a few times over that year. Uh, 45 episodes it features in. So again, it must have been someone's song out there. I'm sure one of you wrestling fanatics are going to just go mental, going to be tearing your hair out there. So uh, yeah. And next up, along with The Wire, is my other favourite show. I mean, I'm such a cliche, but I'm obsessed with The Sopranos. I have watched it consistently since I first started watching it, uh, you know, when I was a young teen. I've got multiple books on the show. I regularly listen to podcasts on the show. I mean, the two main ones that I listen to is Talking Sopranos, which is Michael Imperioli, a.k.a. Christopher, and Steve Schripper, also known as Bobby Bacala, and they interview all the cast as well. And, you know, it's very chummy, and I kind of like Michael's more philosophical leanings against the uh, slightly more urbane nature of uh, Steve but if you are a Sopranos fan if you're a podcast fan hopefully you're a podcast fan listen to this uh, I, I cannot recommend enough Podabing uh, my man Vic Singh over there is such an um, uh, insightful, imaginative uh, cr critic of the show. And it really is the kind of final word on Sopranos criticism in my eyes. So yes, Metallica are in Sopranos three times, which is really interesting. They're in... Um, a season four episode, Eloise, uh, the small hours apparently plays. Can't quite 
remember that one. But I'm pretty sure in the season two episodes, The Knight in White Satin Armour and From Where to Eternity, uh, where we have Memory Remains and King Nothing, respectively, that they're playing in the background of the Bing. I can definitely remember hearing Memory Remains play that. I'm pretty sure King Nothing does as well. Uh, I was reading The Soprano Sessions by Matt Zoller, Swice, and Alan Seppenwall. Alan Seppenwall is actually Rolling Stone's TV critic at the moment. Great guy. And uh, they have a little adjunct on Metallica, actually, and sort of riff on the idea of King Nothing. You know, I mean, if you watch Sopranos, you know that it's kind of about the mob, but it's kind of about much wider things, one of them being the... Um, disposability uh, of modern civilization. It's all a big nothing, he said a few times in the show, and King Nothing is a fitting moniker for Tony, no doubt. Biker Boys is next, 2003. I've actually done a whole episode on this song. We did it again. Yes, the song with Ja Rule. We did it again. Biker Boys, a 2003 American sports action drama film directed by Reggie Rock Bifewood, about a group of underground motorcycle drag racers and the intense rivalry between a legendary motorcyclist, Smoke, and a racing prodigy named Kid. Kid! Is that what he's called? Who has formed his own biker gang. It is later revealed that Kid is actually Smoke's estranged son, leading to an anticlimactic race between the two. And yet, yeah, we did it again. I haven't seen Biker Boys. I don't know where exactly it fits into the, into the movie, if it opens it, if it closes it, if it's just going in and out, you know, some sort of motif, but uh, that's in there. Todd Phillips's film, one of the films to put Todd Phillips on the map, is Old School from 2003, and Master of Puppets is in this. I didn't even realise this, I don't even, I think I maybe watched this film as a kid, I don't really remember seeing it. And let's listen to the scene that features this track, because it is very prominent, actually. Yes. Listen up! Altogether, we picked 14 pledges. Wait, who's this guy? Well, that's Blue. Yeah, it's an old Navy vet who hangs around my store a lot. But don't worry about it, he's legit. He looks like he's 100 years old, he wants to pledge. Are you kidding me? The old man River won't shut up about it. Go time! this I'll fucking kill you I'm kidding I'm kidding we'll come back by tonight okay so Next up is why I do episodes like this. I love hearing about these obscure, nothing European shows that just happen to feature our boys. So, again for 2003, uh, this show, I'm going to butcher the name, apologies to any German listeners. The show is called Hintergitten der Frauenkast, and it is a drama set in a woman's prison in Germany. And it's went for 16 seasons, and Nothing Else Matters featured in two episodes. It features in... Abertaraland and Dom Galaufen. So uh, there you go. More wrestling in 03, SummerSlam, say Anger played there. Apparently in School of Rock, Mike White's School of Rock, which you know to me is, is a modern classic, really. I think it's a wonderful movie. Uh, the Weight is in there. I did Google around because there are tons of School of Rock clips online. 
couldn't seem to find where exactly the weight was played. Uh, Smallville, the Superman origin story, uh, which seemed to be on all the time when I was a kid, but I never really watched it. Uh, Frantic is in Smallville. Apparently features in the episode called Exile. 53 episodes of NBC's NASCAR coverage. Huge list here on the IMDb. All the individual episodes. And guess what song they use? Yep. Blackened. No, of course it was Fuel. It was Fuel that they used. Uh, 2004, Enter Sandman was uh, in the background of I Love the 90s. I mean, I'm not sure if this counts because maybe they just played a straight clip of it rather than accompanying any media per se. But, um, I mean, I cannot... As someone who's just, you know just shove a fucking pipe down my throat and pour in old school culture like 90s stuff especially because I've got a little bit of memory you know I was born in 92 so I can kind of recall certain things but uh yeah love those sort of things on VH1 Enter Sandman's on there we have now I think the game the band's first video game appearance um there was meant to be their own video game around say anger era but in terms of them being on a legit video game uh 2004 they were on Tony Hawk's Underground 2 which is a really good game, not as good as number one, but you know, I love the Tony Hawk's games, and I've said many times on the show that I think kids getting into music through video games is kind of like you know the next generation beyond, say, two generations before, you would have people listening to the radio, FM, AM, whatever, and then after that, you would have the MTV generation and learning through videos, and then my generation through video games, like, Tony Hawk's in particular, definitely, like, you know, especially the early games as a kid, some of the heaviest stuff I'd ever heard, you know, stuff like, um, Boss System of Down was on there, but, like, Dead Kennedys, and then Scar, bands like Goldfinger, Rap, like, Public Enemy was on there, Slayer was on there as well, um, Idea, uh, Big Shots, anyone that knows that track, that's, that's you know, one of my favorite rap songs ever, unbelievable song, so, yeah, those are great kind of, um, curation kind of tools really um and gateways and yeah they they figure on tony Hawk's underground 2 which is very very cool and whiplash is actually on there uh lots of different video games coming up but before we get to that we have some weirder excursions here so 2004 documentary called the flynn's journey to ireland Join the Flins as they make their way across the Atlantic to visit the Emerald Isle, and along the way both discover the beauty and history of Ireland, and get to know their family on the other side of the pond. A great way to learn what visiting Ireland has to offer as an adventure destination, whilst also experiencing it through the eyes of the wacky Flynn family. So it says Whiskey in the Jar. Maybe they play Metallica version? I, I, I'm Surely the Finn Lizzy one though. This is on YouTube. And it's kind of shot on handy cams. It's kind of got a very amateur feel to it. And uh, yeah, Metallica supposedly prefiguring the Flynn's journey to Ireland. They were also in The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Terrific documentary about the, you know, kind of savant songwriter, the tortured troubadour that was Daniel Johnston. Um, someone who, you know, to my chagrin, really, I don't know too much about, like, Life in Vain, I like, and I have lost my mind. Like, I know a few songs, and his cover of Tomorrow Never Knows is incredible, but uh, Master of Puppets is on there, and I just wonder how that figures into it. Uh, I don't know if he was a fan or whatever. I'll have to rewatch that and check it out. Metal A Headbanger's Journey features Master of Puppets as well, of course. And something I'd like to watch is in 2005. 
The next thing up I really want to watch, sounds very interesting, it's called AMV Hell Free, The Motion Picture. Here's what IMDb says. An enormously creative and witty comedic film created by combination of seemingly random and out-of-place animation clips with accompanying audio sound bites to create a feature-length gag reel that is witty, hilarious, and often downright irreverent. From classic music hits to iconic scenes from TV shows and movies used to dub over anime, it creates a constant run of humorous pokes and prods, ironic representations and hilarious retakes of memories we all remember fondly. So, yeah, again, Metallica prefigure into this one somehow. Memory Remains is on this. Next up is a film that seems best to be forgotten. Finn Taylor directed the Darwin Awards, which features Winona Ryder, Joseph Fiennes, and David Arquette. To investigate bizarre insurance claims that transpired in either accidents, deaths, or both, a former cop and insurance investigator travel throughout the country to look at the cases up close. This has 25% on Rotten, it looks awful, it sounds awful, and it features No Leaf Clover and Sad But True for some reason. Along with The Wire and Sopranos, The Simpsons, uh, Simpsons is probably my all-time favourite show, I watch it every day, it always makes me laugh, it always inspires me, I'm always learning from it, I, I just think it's, it's a true work of genius, from seasons 3 to 9, although I do watch a lot of later episodes, but I'm not one of these people who's going to tell you it's just as good, because it's not, but th- that season 3 to 9 is like, I mean that's like the opening fucking 5 Metallic realms, it's just like, how, how is it that consistent? Uh, so... Metallica feature in a whole sequence in a 2006 episode called The Mook, The Chef, The Wife, and Our Homer. And, uh, I mean, let's play it in full here. The radio, that'll drown him out. Girl, disco. Easy listening. Country western. World music. Urban smooth. Salsa fusion. <sighs> Metallica. Am I on drugs? Yes, you are. But that really is Metallica. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm late for a gumdrop parade on Fufu Island. (laughs) What's up, Metallica? Need a lift? We don't take rides from strangers. I'm no stranger, remember this? Metallica rules! Oh, yeah. Springfield Arena 97. Row XX, seat 64. I was about to quit the band when I saw your lighter. You saved me that night. So what are you waiting for? Hop in. Hop in what? Look at me. I'm Otto. I'm 100 years old and I drive a school bus. Oh, man. Maybe me and Metallica could go splitsies on a cab. Hey, loser. We got a ride from a real fan. I used to sleep with Lars's grandmother. Never listen to our music again. Another documentary in 2006 called Let It Ride, which is the life and times of free-spirited professional snowboarder and legend Craig Kelly. It features Hero of the Day, and this is what I was speaking about before, it just says damage. So hopefully ink and not case, but, you know, either makes sense. 
2007. Now, I'm quite a big fan of the View Askew universe. You know, your Kevin Smiths and, um, you know, your Steve Daves and, and, and stuff like that, and Moja and, and Jason Muse, who obviously plays Jay, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. So, this is a documentary uh, about his withdrawal from heroin and struggle to stay clean. Not heard of this one. Rock Bottom from Hell to Redemption, and Nothing Else Matters is in this one. Around this time, the band are appearing on lots of video games. You know, this was kind of the boon of your Guitar Heroes, etc. So, Rock Band 2 features Battery. Guitar Hero 3, which I remember getting for Christmas, uh, has one. Uh, Rock Band, the original, has Enter Sandman. Guitar Hero World Tour weirdly has Trapped Under Ice on there. I mean, you could, they could have picked any of a song for that one. Um, also, wrestling TV specials No Mercy, uh, All Night May Long, figured in 2008. And also... Now, it says Metallica have a song called Final, which, again, I was kind of referencing earlier, uh, which is on Across the Universe, with a gap between A and Cross, a documentary following the French EDM duo Justice touring North America. I mean, I do recall Justice. They're kind of a, you know, kind of cod uh, daft punk to a certain extent. Um, they're, you know, they're all right. I don't, to be honest, I don't really know music that well. But, uh, yeah, Metallica Final is apparently on this. And finally, in 2008... This is a German game show, I believe, called Domino Day, and Enter Sandman was featured on that. 2009 now, Jesse James is a dead man. This has My Apocalypse in, which I'm pretty sure is the first Death Magnetic track, because this would have obviously been coming out. Oh no, we had uh, All Nightmare Long, didn't we? But in this new series, Jesse James is a dead man, Jesse James will enter the Baja 500, the figure eight racing world championships, and will attempt to break the 200 mile barrier on a rocket bike. And, uh, yeah, as we say, for some reason, My Apocalypse is in that. It was a TV series that featured Fuel called California's Gold, and it was the episode entitled Golden Nights. And this is Hugh Hauser, who travels around California looking for interesting stories about the state's rich history, cultural diversity, landmarks, natural wonders, amazing people, and points of interest. And... One of the things I certainly remember, uh, this is the next film that we're getting onto, I definitely remember seeing this. I remember I was ill. Uh, I'd seen Alice in Chains on the Friday, and there was a party on the Saturday that I really wanted to go to with my friends that I was invited to, but I was ill for some reason. I actually, uh, you know, had the, the, the band started moshing, and um, I think the second song um, that they played was Damn That River. And I must have had some sort of underlying condition because... You know, by the time we got into the incredible solo, I was just ready to barf. You know, I just felt so ill. And then they pared down into this acoustic, you know, section of the set. The lights went up. And I just had to shimmy past all these AIC fans and just run to the toilet. So the next day, I think my dad actually picked me up from that concert. Uh, so the next day, I was in bed all day and I watched loads of movies. I know it's weird you remember certain things, don't you? I remember watching Judd Apatow's Very Forgettable Funny People. And also seeing Ruben Fleischer, Ruben Fleischer's Zombieland, which was, you know, a big sort of zeitgeisty film at the time for, for teens, that sort of teen slanted YA, uh, proto-YA kind of zombie adventure film. And For Whom the Bell Tolls is in, I'm pretty sure, the intro scene of the entire thing. Fuel was on a Monday Night Raw afterwards. Uh, this was the John Cena Strikes episode. Fuel was also used on a House episode, House MD. Remember House? 
God, that was a big show at the end of the tail end of the 2000s. Uh, Fuel features in Known Unknowns, an episode where... Because I wanted to see, actually, what the bio would be of this episode, because House is quite famous for, you know, its outlandish plots. I'm pretty sure there's one where he realises the way to save a baby's life is to shoot it in the face of a revolver. I may be misremembering that, but in this particular episode, Known Unknowns, the teen tries to diagnose a teenage girl while House is away at medical conference with Wilson and Cuddy. At the conference, House find something out about Cuddy and apparently Fuel is played and we see it on a notebook computer and uh, when House first meets the patient and it's played in an attempt to recreate the conditions of her disease's original symptoms so uh, yeah it sounds like it's actually part of the episode couldn't find a clip of that one unfortunately but any House fans out there uh, reach out now the next film, I need to do a proper review on this film. I remember watching this film at the time. This came out in 2010. This is called Hesher. And you may be familiar with this. And you may, when you look at the posters, you may think this is some sort of Metallica bio or something. Because Hesher, the title of it with J-Lev with the long jet black hair. You know, this kind of um, stoner, kind of layabout, interloper, rocker. Uh, and the title of the film has the, um, you know, the pointed ends like James's notebook scroll on Metallica all those years ago. Uh, directed by Spencer Susser. Uh, the bio here says, A young boy has lost his mother and is losing touch with his father and the world around him. Then he meets Hesher, who managed to make his life even more chaotic. Uh, apparently quite a bit of Metallica in this, as you would expect. The only scene I can remember, I remember it was at a time when I was going through this Joseph Gordon-Levitt phase, if one can. I watched, because um, Inception was around that time, 500 Days of Summer... Um, what was that early Ryan Johnson brick um, you know sort of a few things there the only scene I really remember is Hesher um, taking the protagonist grandmother's medical marijuana and, and sharing a few bong hits on her bedside um, next up is a documentary Sandman is in this one of course it's Sandman this is from 2010 Casino Jack and the United States of Money directed by Alex Gibney who's done uh, many interesting films not least Going Clear about Scientology and this is a supposedly a probing investigation into the lies greed and corruption surrounding DC super lobbyist Jack Abramoff as well as his cronies Trauma next I mean uh, so many of these sh- I mean so many shows in general but particularly in the US where you you know they just get pumped out all the time and then so much money and they just normally last one season that happened in this case uh hero of the day was an episode of trauma which followed a group of flight paramedics on the job and in their lives outside of work uh, the episode was called tunnel vision how creative of course damage case uh, was played in lemmy which is a 2010 doc about the mighty metal monster himself as way before murder one uh, 2011 had another doc that I need to check out. This is called Crybaby, the pedal that rocks the world. Crybaby, the pedal that rocks the world, tells the story of the Wawop effects pedal from its invention in 66 to the present day. Uh, musicians, engineers discuss the impact of the pedal on popular music. Features interviews with Brad Plunkett, the inventor of the pedal, plus many other musical luminaries such as Eddie Van Halen, Slash, Eddie Kramer, Kirk Hammett, Dweezil Zappa, and Jim Dunlop. And Sandman features in that. Sandman also in a TV documentary. I believe this is a Finnish documentary. Ruiz Rock, 40 Years of Rock and Love, about Finland's oldest rock festival, which is visited by some 38,000 rock fans. I guess Metallica you know, may have played that back in the day. Uh, we're getting into 2011 now. Bells on WrestleMania 27. Uh, also, there was a third edition of Paradise Lost by the Some Kind of Monster Boys. Uh, this time it's entitled Purgatory. And it featured more Metallica in the form of Sanitarium Fade and The Day That Never Comes. Anyone familiar with the series Metal Evolution? There used to be quite a lot of them 
on YouTube and they're really like just gratifyingly in depth like they'll just be you know just one episode on fresh one on power metal one on black metal and metallica of course feature in many episodes free to be precise they feature in fresh the new wave of british heavy metal episode and pre-metal 2012 had an Anton Corbin documentary entitled Anton Corbin Inside Out. This is supposedly an intimate portrait of him as he travels the world as a photographer, filmmaker, and video artist. It's a unique and revelatory look at the drama. Don't you love these these hokey bios? A revelatory look at the drama and conflict inherent in the man himself, the sacrifice of his private life versus his meteoric career. Mama Said is featured in this, obviously because of the video, and I assume there's more... Anton Metallica mentions. I have to watch it. Um, it's got kind of iffy reviews. So here's one from The Dissolve by Noel Murray. He says, It's a pleasure just to spend 85 minutes looking at Corbin's photos and videos, but as a character sketch, which is really all this documentary is, Inside Out is perhaps, appropriately, pretty spare. 2012 now, Project X. Here is a movie I'm sure, unless you've seen it, you're not going to remember it, you're not going to recall it, you know. It was part of this post-super black, this post-super bad glut of, you know, kind of teen frat house kind of comedies. Three high school seniors throw a birthday party to make a name for themselves. As the night progresses, things spiral out of control as word of the party spreads. I remember watching this with my brother. You know, I was lucky enough to go to Hawaii for Christmas many years ago and we stayed in this hotel and there wasn't really much to do. Uh, around the holiday time they had like this vending machine downstairs that all patrons of the hotel could use and it just dispersed hundreds of dvds and like all the rooms have their own ps3s and ps3 games in there and stuff like that very cool this is one of the films we watched there i remember me and john my brother just sort of laughing at it and enjoying it as just kind of a you know a chill out flick or whatever but but yeah i think critically it's not been received very well and uh, i agree with that decision WrestleMania 28, Memory Remains, another 2012 cinema classic that I'm sure everyone remembers, That's My Boy, featuring two hacks, in my opinion, uh, Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler. I don't know if there's many kind of Samberg fanboys out there. Brooklyn 911 is horrible, by the way, if you like that, I judge you. Uh, Adam Sandler, less so. I mean, Happy Gilmore's great. I wasn't really an Uncut Gems fan. Uh, sort of hit and miss. Rain Over Me wasn't bad. Um, so Whiplash features in that. Now, a documentary in 2013 about a guy called Shane McConkey, um, a, a legacy uh, who left a an athlete who left a legacy in multiple sports, and uh, Metallica's music features in that. Their music also featured in an episode of Once Upon a Time, which is a TV show that lasted for quite a few seasons. Uh, the episode they're in is called uh, Relapse, and Wands in that. And it was the only reason I was kind of familiar with it was that it was created by uh, people who wrote for Lost, Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis. 2013, a Cat Candler film that I've never heard of, that being the director, called Retribution. Listen to this for a description. When motocross and heavy metal obsessed 13-year-old Jacob's increasingly delinquent behaviour forces CPS to place his little brother Wes with his aunt, Jacob and his emotionally absent father Hollis must finally take responsibility for their actions and for each other in order to bring Wes home. Battery and Metal Militia are in that one. Uh, speaking earlier of US shows that run one season, Crisis was another one. 2014, Gillian Anderson was in it. Uh, nothing Else Matters featured in an episode, centres on an idealistic secret service agent who finds himself at the centre of an international crisis on the first day of his job. 
2015, uh, Am I Evil is in an episode of CSI, uh, something called Merchants of Menace. Apparently Ted Danson's in CSI now, which I didn't realise. Ted Danson's The Goat. I mean, Cheers and Curb, and um, I haven't seen Good Place, but heard nothing but good things. Uh, another uh, old Lost writer creating that as well. Uh, so this episode, Merchants of Menace, the investigation of a dead body found in a car that once belonged to a serial killer, takes the detectives into the twisted business of murderbilia. More wrestling now with 2015, this time a short... Doc- I mean, the relationship between Metallica and wrestling is uh, crazy. Uh, wrestle Donst Wrestle is the name of this. Uh, pro wrestler Tim Donst discusses his career, having cancer, wondering if he'll come back, and finding out that he can. Adam McKay movie now, The Big Short, uh, where in 2006-2007 a group of investors bet against the US mortgage market. Um, isn't Brad Pitt in this? Carell, uh, Paul Rudd, Christian Bale. I haven't actually seen it myself, but uh, Master of Puppets and Eye of the Beholder feature. Uh, Daddy's Home, which got a sequel, I'm pretty sure, as well. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, Metallica in that. I mean, their music is licensed, you know, freely. They're not the doors over here with the car commercials. Like, you know, they're not shy. And why shouldn't they be? You know, you can make good money from this. And uh, I'm sure the offers, I'm sure they're, they're beating down HQ's doors. Not like surely, not surely what the next, not sure what the next thing is. It's called Mr. Plant. Apparently, I was called a Cthulhu. It's from 2015. And it follows um, pat more around the world with various people but it doesn't really describe what the genre is I can't really find any clips of this so any Mr. Plant viewers out there, MetallicaProductGmail.com uh, Metallica were in an episode of American Dad, The Life Aquatic with Steve Smith um, Master of Puppets and All Nightmare and All Nightmare Longer in this Billions, two episodes of Billions, now I've not actually seen Billions, but I have really been getting into Brian Koppelman's podcast, who's the co-creator of Billions with his co-writer. Oh, I can't remember, but they always write together. He's always mentioned them. And Brian Koppelman had done stuff like Rounders and, and Runaway Jury. And, uh, you know, his he, podcast is fantastic, actually. There's a lot of folks on the creative process and the mechanics of screenwriting. And I really, really enjoy the show. And he had Damien Lewis on, and they were speaking about, I think it's Axe, Axel. Again, I haven't really seen an episode of the show. But um, I know that he often dons the uh, Master of Puppets shirt. Uh, Metallica music features quite heavily in bit well, I say quite heavily, two episodes. But uh, Master of Puppets and Harvester of Sorrow, they feature in the episodes The Deal and Short Squeeze. Brian Singer's much-derided X-Men film follows Apocalypse. So it's called Apocalypse. Apart from my Apocalypse, what classic Metallica song is it going to feature? Yeah, of course, Four Horsemen, which is nice. A few reality shows come into the mix around this time. Stuff I've never heard of. One Hit Wonderland. Some TV series doc. Uh, One got performed on that. And week three of the blind auditions for The Voice Thailand. Someone went up there and they performed Enter Sandman, which is really cool. Like, you would not see that on the UK voice over here. Not that I ever really watch it, but it's just kind of drawing from your fucking ultra-reverbed modern pop songbook. WrestleMania, do I need to say any more about wrestling? Am I Savage was on 33 here. Uh, There's an episode of the very popular Supernatural show that had nothing else matters on called Lost and Found. Um, Only the Brave, a Josh Brolin film I'd never heard of. Uh, A movie about uh, Granite Mountain hotshots, an elite group of firefighters who risk everything to protect a small town from a historic wildfire. And, I mean, Jumping the Fire is used, of course. Uh, Stranger Things had a Metallica song. 
I'm not too cognizant of Stranger Things, to be honest. I've seen bits and bobs, and I wasn't too impressed, but I know it's got a huge fan base. Um, in Chapter 8, The Mind Flayer, The Four Horsemen's in that. Uh, terrible Netflix film that I caught a trailer for, uh, inevitably of Adam Levine, he's in everything, called Game Over Man. Three friends are on the verge of getting their video game finance when their benefactor is taken hostage by terrorists. Not a bad idea, but supposedly wasn't pulled off very well. Uh, that has fuel in it. In 2018, Spit Out the Bone was in The Affair uh, with Dominic West, very sexual show. Again, a show I need to watch myself, but anything Dom West is in is worth a watch. 2018 now, interesting film called Kursk, The Last Mission. And I say it's interesting because it was directed by Thomas Vinterberg of the Dogma 95 movement, you know, the Lars von Trier Collective, other people involved, of course, as well. Um, Thomas Vinterberg, who's done some great films, The Hunt, anyone seen that with Mads Mikkelsen, or Feston as well, which is even better than The Hunt, incredible film. Uh, this film follows the 2000 K141 Kursk submarine disaster and the government negligence that follows. So Enter Sandman rocks up in here. Also this year in film, a film called The Song of Sway Lake. Music collector Ollie Sway recruits his only friend, a rowdy Russian drifter. Like, what are these films? To help him steal a 78 record from his own family estate. Not great reviews on this one. Batteries included. Spit Out the Bone was in the WWE video game 2019. Um, apparently, Seagan Destroy is in the second episode of Escape at Danamora, which, for me personally, I think still, like, I watched that when it came out of the, you know, the opening of 2018. Still the best drama I've seen new drama i i've watched it twice actually it's absolutely phenomenal it's a true story uh set in new york about these two guys played by paul dano and benicio del toro and this only happened in real life in like 2015 who concoct an escape and it's kind of revolving around them seducing patricia arquette who was kind of having affairs with both of them and like it's a real great long form uh prison break story like it's like seven episodes but i don't think they break out until episode four but it's not drawn out the characters are really well developed and i I thought it was fascinating, brilliant. Don't remember seeing Destroy in it. And I would have been doing Alpha Talica at the time of me doing this. But hey, you know, memory's almost full in that. Of course, we have Extremely Wicked, Shocking, Evil, and Vile. With Manhattan in it. And Metallica in that as well. Um, City on a Hill. Some sort of 1990s Boston crime thing that Metallica feature in. And finally, Divahuftung, um, or Rampensau which looks a bit like a German flea bag. Uh, word to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and that features nothing else matters. So, yeah, that brings us to the end. Like, I'm sure there's things I've missed out. I know this episode hasn't been the sort of typical, analytical, interrogative kind of Alf Patalica zeal, um, but I like doing these things, to be honest, so indulge me. It has been a bit of a listicle. But, um, you know, I reckon there's some people out there that find this stuff as interesting as I do. And if you've encountered any of these songs in the wild, or if there's anything that's missed off this list, email me, metallicapod at gmail.com. Follow us at metallicapod. We've got lots of cool stuff coming up on the channel. Um, we've got a big look back at Metallica's instrumentals. Of course, we're going to be reviewing SM2, the whole movie, song by song. Looking to get some more interviews in the mix. Looking to head back on Metal at Your Podcast, get them guys back on here. I kind of have a big, like, free episode project that I want to go on there to do. Maybe they'll come on here and then maybe we'll get some guests as well. As always, guys, you know, 
I love having people on. I love people that come to me and say, Tom, can we do this? Can we do that? So metallicapolitgmail.com, throw me an idea. We'll arrange a Skype date. We'll record the episode. We'll get it uploaded. And uh, hey, you're part of our Metallica history. So uh, yeah, just to reiterate, subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. Patreon is over there as well if you enjoy the episode. So for example, this episode will be on the Patreon for you know at least a month, but probably longer. So you get premium access because we're not uploading as regularly on the main feed because um, you know we're not doing as many episodes we've not got the two episodes a week in out and out but uh we're still here the show still continues and uh you know appreciate you guys love you guys tell a friend about alphatalica go on the youtube channel as well and um yeah maybe i uh, there's certainly some movies i'm gonna go back and check out the song of sway lake and hesher needs a rewatch and you know uh, house <laughs> maybe i should go back and check out what's going on with house and See what, where the weight features in School of Rock and the pledge report twisted me and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So until next time, this has been Tom. Take it easy.